why. Yeah. Why animate something? And by the way, it costs more to animate. Yeah, there's no production value to these. There are no explosions. There are no special effects. It it is so easy to have a bunch of people stand around in a gas station and chat. Exactly. Than it is to draw every frame. podcast created by students for students where animation junkies jordan and rich geek out about animation interview industry professionals and ask the questions you want answered i'm rich and i love cartoons i'm jordan and i make cartoons hey guys welcome this is our chit chat episode where we give you guys a little update talk about what's new in animation and uh, what we've been watching as, as far as we know <laughs> Let's talk about the Warner Brothers Discovery... Debacle. Debacle. That's good. I like that. Tell Um, me about it. So Warner Brothers Studios and Discovery Plus or whatever have amalgamated. I don't know if if Discovery bought Warner Brothers. That that seems to be the the way people are saying it happened. And now there are rumors that the whole thing is for sale or something, but Warner Brothers has come out and said no. Mm Mm-hmm. But I did read an article about how Discovery Plus is like the parent of Cartoon Network. And now that they have amalgamated, Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers Animation Departments are being kind of lumped in together and are going to be overseen by like the same, like one one head or right. like one group of department heads or whatever is going to oversee the whole thing. So they're... They're still their own thing, but they're being all put together in this one studio, and there's a lot of concern that because Warner Brothers Animation leans very heavily on, like, their canonized characters, like their DC stuff and and that kind of thing, all of their Warner Brothers established, I mean, obviously Looney Tunes and things like that, I can't leave them out. No. The, they're long-running, like, serialized characters that once Cartoon Network gets brought into to that fold, there will be a lot less freedom for Cartoon Network to put out independent stuff. Right. And to, to try things, right? Like Cartoon Network and like Adult Swim. They try a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Some of it's really shit, but at least they're trying it. <laughs> uh, and some of it's really good and, you know, doesn't get a huge following. And, and you know, I, I don't think there's going to be any patience for that kind of stuff right. under the Warner Brothers umbrella. So that's disappointing uh seems to be the way animation is going in many many i guess streaming worlds now that's all that exists everything is streaming there's a lot happening right now there was a lot of stocks falling um there's a lot of like shows being dropped yeah um everyone's restructuring every yes people are restructuring there's a lot of stuff going on so a lot of it that like i don't even really understand necessarily but it's enough is happening that it's affecting actual workers. Yeah. People are getting laid off. When shows get dropped, that's just what happens. The studio can't afford to keep you because they don't have any work for you. It's happening across the board. It's happening here in Ottawa. I, there are even shows that, that are in the can. Like, you can have a whole season in the can, and then the studio decides just not to air it because it no longer aligns with their... I don't know, mission or whatever, whatever they're doing. They just decide that, no, this isn't something that we want to play right now. And unfortunate for the creators, that studio owns that. The creator can never even speak of it uh, in in the light of day. Like, no one will ever know that this exists who didn't work on it and has signed an NDA. Like, what a travesty. It is. That is, like... Yeah, it's pretty crazy. 
it's yeah people don't you don't really think about it until you're in the industry or you know about the industry to understand that a show getting dropped that's could literally mean people out of work yeah just out of nowhere now studios depending on the studio hopefully they try and keep people on as best they can they try and find new shows to supplement the work that they lost it happens sometimes you drop a show within two weeks they get a new one yeah um, and they so that they can keep their crew but sometimes they just can't and yeah. oftentimes especially people particularly people in like the pre-production part like especially like layout and stuff like that that's a big group of people that's usually when the drop happens things are a little things are kind of getting started but they're not like fully before they reach animation usually yeah it's it's not unheard of for them to get dropped really at any point necessarily but often that's that's when it happens yeah that really sucks like that's people's livelihood it's not an easy way to live well Um, and regardless what stage a show gets dropped at you've either worked on it maybe for a year and now you can never even put that in your portfolio correct or you were planning to work on it for a year and now you're getting laid off and you have nothing yeah (laughs) you can't pay your rent yeah 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 it sucks yeah it sucks so don't go into animation. <laughs> it's bad news. It's, uh, bad news. It's, 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 not, it's not easy. It's not necessarily... I mean, I think that in any industry, there's always... Nothing is ever a guarantee. Nothing is forever. Unless you're like a professor with tenure or whatever, it's one of those things. But yes, this is a little more of a volatile industry. And yeah. things happen. And you think, you think Netflix is doing amazing? But their stocks just dropped, and they just dropped a bunch of shows, like Netflix did. Yeah. People lost jobs because Netflix cut shows. And you think, what? But it's Netflix. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, no, it happens all the time, all over the place. It's and if stupid. you're not fortunate enough to be piggy- piggybacking off someone else's Netflix, then you're paying <laughs> twice as much for it as you used to. Yeah. And it's only going to go up, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, in happier news what you've been watching thing i was watching i finished season one of dead end and uh they just posted season two i haven't started that yet but is it good i haven't started that either i would i would i would say watch it 100 percent. also i don't know if anybody knows but on the like american netflix it's called dead end but it's actually called dead endia like where it's produced a friend of mine at work actually worked on it in Ireland, so that's cool. This is just like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. America <laughs> thinks you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, I think Dead Idea is a better name, especially because it's the name of the theme park in the show anyways. Like, that's the point of the show. It's like they didn't go through the cartoon and, like, scrub out some of the letters so that they wouldn't confuse <laughs> American audiences. so... I don't know why... Why bother change something like that? It's so strange. But anyways, because I remember looking for it, I was looking for Dead Endia, and then all I saw was Dead End, and I was like, what is this? Is this the same thing? It's the same thing. It's really cool. I like that. It's fantastical. It's a it's a weird show, but it follows somebody who's trans, which I think is cool, like a, a kid that's transitioning, and I don't know. That's interesting, because you see a lot of, like, more, like, gay and lesbian stories in cartoons now. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a trans story in a cartoon yet. Yeah, they're starting, it's starting to all come up finally. So that's really cool. 
the story is really like sweet and like even though it's kind of confusing and kind of weird the stuff that they get up to there's kind of like a a sinister thing kind of happening in the background at all times and it's just just ominous like yeah i don't know if i could fully describe the theme because it's kind of weird and ridiculous and funny with also this like touch of spooky like kind of sinister background tenseness in it maybe none of that makes any sense but anyways it's good totally totally worth watching for sure interesting and the animation is really nice is it i like it yeah i'll check it out yeah the only thing i would say that i don't like about it is the line work on the characters is extremely thick a little too thick for my liking oh yeah yeah which sounds like a weird thing to like they're like outline or like all the line work outline Specifically, I think the inner line work is like thinner from what I remember, but the outer line work still, is just looks chunky. It's a really chunky black. Right. I, I don't really like that. I get that. That's, yeah. 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 I can I can pull you away from. Yeah, for sure. I watched recently on Adult Swim an episode of Harley Quinn. Oh yeah. Very adult. Oh yeah. Very adult. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are in a lesbian relationship. There's Excellent. a lot of swearing. There's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of blood. Makes sense, because it's a Harley Quinn show. Yeah. But I wasn't ready for that much. Kaylee Cuoco <laughs> is Harley Quinn, you know, from Big Bang Theory. Oh. Yeah. Which, really? Which is Interesting. Um, she's selling it. Like, I'll, I'll take her as Harley Quinn. I, I did, wouldn't have thought that it would be, work for me. No. But, but it works. And there's a lot of good good voice actors in it who, who help the show. Uh, it's very much, like, in the style of, like, the Warner Brothers, like, Batman series from the 90s nice so it's like the the cartoon like animation style is staying fairly true to that i would say okay it was interesting uh unfortunately on like stack tv they only have the third season so i started watching in the third season so i don't know how it starts but it looks like a show that i would definitely get behind um, cool it was interesting a lot of you know adult themes yeah <laughs> well sometimes it's Sometimes that's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little break from the kid shows. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's nice. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of adult content that I'm just not really a fan of. And it's sometimes it's just the lack of... Like, I like being told a story and all of that. So sometimes it's that. Um, sometimes it's just the humor is just too crass for my liking. It's just too much. And, like, some also usually on adult shows, the animation is very poor. Certain adult shows. Certain adult yes. shows. And I'm not the... I'm not putting this out for like all of them. It really depends on where it's made and what the idea was. Yeah. Some of them are, are very poor to the point that even the jokes aren't flying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I, it's just I, like... I, I will just call out Corner Gas because I saw that recently. Was just a going few to episodes. <laughs> and I, they have all the same voice actors doing the same roles in a show that's a cartoon the animation is not great. No. And and the jokes don't land. And a lot of the reason for that is because these people aren't voice actors, so they're not adapting well to the studio, like being in a sound studio. Yeah. Uh, and also, the animation isn't being pushed enough to justify the the con- like the context of the joke. Like, yeah. It's, it was, it's upsetting to, to watch sometimes. Like, he just... 
get old DVDs of the show and put them on or watch an syndication or something, but the cartoon doesn't need to exist. I'm assuming it's the same for Trailer Park Boys. I never watched the cartoon because you don't need to. There's like 10 seasons of the original show. I know. It's so strange, like, stuff like that, like Trailer Park Boys and Cornegas, like, like we were saying before, like, why, why? Yeah. Why animate something... And by the way, it costs more to animate. Yeah, there's no production value to these. There are no explosions. There are no special effects. It it is so easy to have a bunch of people stand around in a gas station and chat. Exactly. Than it is to draw every frame. I mean, it's all digital, but like still. It's so strange. And it's like all that pre-production that would all that work to like create those character designs and everything like that still would have cost a lot of money and taken a lot of time. And I'm also curious just about, like, the dynamics of it. Like, so you got these actors that are actors, and now they're voice acting. Are they getting paid the same amount that they were before? Probably not. Like, it's it's such a weird concept that they decided to shift this mindset. And again, it it's a very dry humor show. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, silences and stuff. Yeah. And it's really hard to, especially in a limited animation, because it's more of an adult show, it's flatter, and it's they don't move as much. It's really hard to, like you said, hit those punchlines and the jokes because they just look like they're not moving. Yeah. And they're, it's, you're not looking at a real person where that would make that joke like, land. It's, it's that, kind, that kind of stuff, like that subtle facial acting Chuck Jones was known for doing with Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. They are not doing with these cartoons. No. Uh, and it's just uh, such a waste. Yeah. Such a waste. And they wouldn't be allowed to, like in the style of the show that's what they would have decided is like, this is how we're doing it probably to keep it cheaper. But again, why bother? But whatever, like apologies to anyone who works on this show. (laughs) Well, and again, like Uh, you work on what you work on. Like if someone was like, here, I want to make this show. You're probably going to say yes, because it's money for you. It's, it's nothing bad on the studio. Like animators need jobs. Animators need jobs. It's totally fine. Every work is valid. It's just that, why? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, this, this as a consumer, a yeah, as a consumer, it makes no sense. Yeah. And if you're going to keep making the show, keep making the show. You yeah. don't need to change formats. Like, it's you're not appealing to children. No. It's the same show. Yeah. It still appeals to the same people, but now it's a cartoon. Like, I, I would be shocked if they didn't lose half of their viewer base. I would love to know. Just on that. I would love to know if they got more or less people. We're taking like, a census. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let us know. Let us know what you guys think about that because that's it's a very interesting situation and I, I don't get it, but it, it happened. <laughs> good good adult cartoon show, Solar Opposites. I love it. It's made oh, by the that? Rick and Morty guy. Okay. I have seen random episodes of Rick and Morty. I can't get into it. I find it too crass. Okay. I find it too obscure. Solar Opposites, I'm I'm all in. Like, it's great. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. I should check that out because I I just haven't... It sucks because as, like, an animator, it it's hard to... Everyone, like, loves Rick and Morty. So it's hard for me yeah. to be like, I haven't seen Rick and Morty. The, the Rick and Morty hype is, like, it's insane. It's huge. It is huge. And, and I just haven't... I haven't found that stride. I haven't either. And part of it is I just... I don't find it 
accessible to me. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I haven't been able to, yeah. to, to access it. Like, I've heard you can go on and, like, stream it on, like, YouTube or something, but it's just, like, whatever's playing at the time. Like, you can't just start from the start and no. choose what you're watching. And, and I find that's such a barrier. It is a barrier. Like, I don't know why. It's it's not easy to watch, so therefore I haven't watched it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, Rick and Morty fans, because I know there's lots of you. Yeah, 99% of everybody. Yeah, and then, like, you know. Not not me. Not in that demographic. Not 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 yet, I anyways. hope we're not alienating. <laughs> I know. A bunch of people just switched us <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, they're like, nope, that's well, it. Their opinions don't matter. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, just, I, I haven't gotten into it. Yeah. Um, but I've been watching Solar Opposites, and I think it's great. Cool. And it's also pretty crass and, and okay. pretty crude. It's still a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome. The family of aliens, you know, doing their alien thing. It's always nice wholesome entertainment <laughs> here's another cartoon i saw recently uh that i was very excited about okay bird girl so there was this there was this cartoon have you ever seen space ghost coast to coast old cartoon where space ghost would interview real people on a tv screen so it's a cartoon yeah and then there'd be the I've tv screen where the guests would come on and he would interview them and it was weird and they had weird like side characters like uh zach and Daxter, I don't know, I don't remember their names, but there's this like bug and thing, and they ended up getting their own show on on Adult Swim at some point. Uh, Braxton, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, and and there was another side character from that Birdman, who got his own show, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, where he would represent Hanna Barbera characters in court. Um, yeah, so it was like Shaggy and Scooby-Doo were on trial for, like, driving stone, dumb stuff like that. And I love, they were, like, 15-minute episodes. It was so great, over the top. Uh, it just, yeah, fantastic. Always different Hanna-Barbera characters. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and so they, they came out with this new one called Bird Girl, uh, where it's a girl, but they're, like, half-hour episodes. Uh, I only watched a couple. They, they're not bringing in different characters from different things. It just seems to be about this woman CEO of this office and how she's running the office, but she's also Bird Girl. I don't know. It doesn't have any of the same really out there over the topness that Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law had. Right. Okay. And, it, and there's, it just seems like it's that and there's no other context to anything. Like that's oh. all the show wants to be. Okay. And it just, it just, I, I got really stoned and I watched a couple episodes <laughs> and I didn't laugh. And that's a problem for me. Like that, that you, I need to be able to laugh. Yeah. You know, something like that. Like that just, well, I still want to try it again. Cause I yeah. love Har- Harvey Birdman so much. My hopes are dwindling for this show. Um, yeah. It sounds like they went a different way with that. Yeah. And that made a bit of a mistake. Are, did you watch the Archie show? Like the live action? Riverdale? Riverdale. Did you watch Riverdale? I watched the first season. Okay. <laughs> Cause I didn't see it. In Riverdale, did they in any way? So, like, did it make any sense I, compared to I the I sporadically read Archie comics and Jughead comics and yeah. and Veronica kind of whatever, right? Like, there's they come out with so many of them. Like, like a million. yeah, I've read a large handful of them. Um, I guess a relatively very small handful of them. There's not a lot of substance to Archie comics. Yeah, like there's you know there's a little love triangle thing but like it's always the same thing you know drughead eats burgers and wears a crown and reggie's a dick and archie's trapped between two girls that sometimes he's with one sometimes he's with the other and neither of them seem to have 
that much concern about it. Like, you know, they're always, one's always jealous of the other for whatever reason. Um, but then they're still best friends. Like the, I mean, the whole thing was flawed from the beginning. Right. Um, so uh, Riverdale is a very WC show, uh, or CW, CW show, um, with a lot of drama and then like murder and stuff happens, (laughs) which, you know, I mean, that stuff happens in Archie. Like I've, I've got an Archie meets Punisher comic. Like oh, really? Archie, you know, that world, uh, they've been exposed to everything. They've met aliens, they've met predators, like they've, they've literally right. run the gamut of different crossovers that they could possibly have. Yeah. Um, if you hadn't read any comics, would you enjoy it more or less? Riverdale? Yeah. It, probably the same. Okay. I only watched one season. Nothing about it bothered me. To the point that I'm sure it bothered some other people. Right. Right. Um, I don't know most of the actors. I know Cole Sprouse or Dylan Sprouse. I don't even I think it's Cole. Um, I like him. You know, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody was terrible, but I didn't watch <laughs> it, so I don't care. Uh, but, but you know, um, you know, little, little Ben from Friends. Now he's grown up and he's Jughead. It's cute. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, and it's I kind like of that. adorable. Yeah, yeah, and he's good. Like he's a really good actor. So you know, yeah, uh, I will watch him in things if he does them. That's fair. Yeah, had Luke Perry on it. You can't complain about Luke Perry. It's true. Yeah, Riverdale. I liked it. All right, that's fine. All right, you fair know. enough. Chilling Tales of Sabrina. I like it. That's oh, fine. I still haven't watched it at all. At all. There's like four seasons or something, and a Halloween special and a Christmas special or whatever. Like that's just ridiculous things. Um, okay, it's fun. Okay, it. I like yeah. it. They've okay, got a trans it. character. Super progressive. You gotta, you gotta I, embrace it. The thing is, is like, I mean, we're getting into like Sabrina was barely. I mean, they had well, they had the animated Sabrina and the Teenage Witch or whatever. But the Melissa Joan Hart show was mostly just like, you know, the cat. <laughs> like, yeah, that was basically as close to animation as we could get. But I loved Sabrina and the Teenage Witch so much. So I just, you know... Well, and this one is different. It's different, which is probably better. There is better. no talking cat. So I'm sorry to ruin There's your no day. Salem! <laughs> There's a Salem. He doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. Okay, he's, well, not a, he's not a major character at all. <laughs> it was disappointing, but you get over it fast enough, like... You know, and again, it's, it's a pretty CW show. I don't know if it's made by CW or if it's made by Netflix. I'm not even sure. I think it's but, a Netflix uh, series. I think. Yeah, it could be. I just remember, like, Salem, the way he would pull his head back, because he was like a puppet. <laughs> it was like, the way he moved his head was so funny. I don't know. I just love that show. And, like, sometimes when I hold something so dear with nostalgia from when I was younger, I, I don't want to ruin it by, like, watching the thing. Yeah. It's why I didn't watch the new Lion King. It's why I didn't watch the new Aladdin. Like, stuff like yeah. that. But sometimes, it's, that's why I if it's haven't... totally different, it's okay. I actually still haven't... The one thing I do really want to watch is the new Mulan, which I still oh, haven't. Oh, yeah, I still haven't seen that either. I that's it's okay. I have also heard it's okay, and I've also heard that it's different, which makes me happy, because I don't want to watch a shot-for-shot remake. The more different it is can also help it, keep it from, like, ruining stuff, as long as, like, the core values are kind of still yes, there. Yes, I agree. And I think that would be a really good one for us to watch, watch and, and talk, talk about, about because I love Mulan. It's because you love Mulan. I love Mulan. I don't care. I but love I'll, Mulan. I'll still watch it. Support those Bancroft brothers anyway. We exactly. Can. Exactly. Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. 
Thanks for joining our chit chat episode. Thank you very much for listening to us just rant <laughs> and rave about. Yeah, if you like to hear us uh, chit chat about animation, send us a DM on Instagram. Give us some ideas, things you want to hear us talk about. Check yeah. out our website, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you have as much fun with these episodes as we have making them, consider following us on Instagram and Twitter at Evening with an Artist. Get up to date news on future events, episodes, and more. You can also check out our website, eveningwithanartist.com, for a look at previous recordings, interviewees, news, and upcoming shows. We would love to hear from you, so send us a DM on Instagram or email us at jordanandrich at eveningwithanartist.com. Don't forget to join our community on Discord and see where it all started. Here, you can chat with other members and submit your interview questions. Did you enjoy the music? All the tunes on our podcast were created by our music man, Dougal Dawson. To learn more about Dougal and listen to an uncut version of the Iwa tunes, you can find him on our website. If you'd like to support the show, visit the donation page on our website, linked throughout all our social media, to help fund equipment, production, and guest speakers. Until next time. I've been Rich. I've been Jordan. And this has been Evening Evening with with an an Artist. Artist.